Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the reunion of Final Fantasy VII Remake Podcast. I'm your host, Kairosis, and joining me once again today is, of course, my incredible co-host, Viz. How are you, Viz? I'm pretty good today, thank you. I had a a headache earlier, but it's gone now. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. Um, So today on the show, we also have a very special guest, a member of the Final Fantasy VII Remake community. It's Robin. How are you, Robin? Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a true honor to be on this show. I've been following it since like the beginning, so it feels um, scary to talk to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're so glad that you could join us today um, on the podcast, and uh, you know, we really appreciate you taking the time out to um, discuss our favorite game, basically, Final Fantasy VII and the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, yeah, it's it's my favorite game as well. Um, I'll talk about that a, bit, a little bit later, but but um, yeah, it's it's uh, the the pleasure is all mine. All right, so I just want to take a second to shout out to everybody who listened and subscribed to the podcast so far. So we've got some pretty awesome feedback. Um, it's been extremely positive, and we are very appreciative to everybody taking the time out to actually listen and spread the word about the podcast. Also, don't forget to go ahead and like and subscribe and leave us a review. We are giving away a physical deluxe edition of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. So in order to enter, what you have to do is make sure you subscribe on any of the podcast platforms that are out there. Leave us a five-star review and write us a text review on any of the podcast platforms that you guys listen to your podcasts. On our first segment today, we are going to be talking about the recently released uh, theme song trailer that Square Enix released last Friday, which was uh, January the 31st, which was actually the anniversary of Final Fantasy VII in Japan, which uh, came out in January 31st, 1997. After that, we'll be talking a little bit about our most favorite Final Fantasy VII mini games and our hopes and dreams for mini games in the remake. And we'll discuss which ones we think might be making it into those uh, different parts of the remake and also how they'll be reimagined. So before we start our first segment today, Robin, I just want to ask you to give a brief overview of who you are and what you do and I guess your experience with Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, sure. Uh, First off, as I said, I'm super excited to be part of this episode uh, of the podcast. I've been listening to you since like the first episode. Uh, I am a Swedish podcast host for a show called Par i Pixlar, and that basically translates to a pair of pixels since I'm doing the show together with my wife. Uh, And it has grown like during the, the last six years and we are climbing the charts and are currently one of the biggest shows in Sweden Um, and I've been uh, collecting video games for the past 20 years uh, with Final Fantasy as my main focus Um, and it's uh, it's hard to describe how much Final Fantasy 7 has uh, changed my life to be honest I have been so into the whole Final Fantasy 7 world since uh, that very special Christmas day back in like 98. <laughs> uh, so talking about the remake with people who love it as much as I do just gets me all happy and super, super excited. Yeah, same here. I can feel you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just love this uh, community, this growing Final Fantasy VII remake community. Uh, Reddit threads and everything, you know, feels so awesome. It does, yes. 
Mm-hmm. So we're so excited and happy that you could join us today for the episode, like I said before. And um, we'll be talking about the theme song trailer uh, right now. So we are going to recap all the stuff basically that we got in the trailer. And then each of us will be discussing, I guess, our opinions and our thoughts uh, about the trailer. So the trailer featured a new theme song basically composed by uh, Nobuo Uematsu called uh, Hollow. What do you guys think about the song? I I must say I really like the song itself, by itself. Mm-hmm. has a really nice atmosphere and ambience, so to speak, to it and feeling. But I just can't feel Final Fantasy VII yet from it because I don't feel a connection yet. But it's an ending song, as far as I uh, know, and if it's if it's placed during the ending credits, I think it would be really powerful. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my take. Yeah, and I I thought it sounded quite like a James Bond theme song. Okay. Um, and I I liked it, but I I I really don't hope that it it will be like a super big part of the game i just wish like it would be the ending credit song or something i don't want it i don't want to hear it like five times during the mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. same here yeah there was something posted in the article we'll, we'll talk about a little bit about this later the composer article that square enix um released and yumatsu said that basically the track is going to play during the game. He doesn't specify if it's going to be like at the beginning or at the end or whatever. Um, I think the best place for it to be, like Viz, you already said, is probably to be at the end during the the credits. Um, I'm not sure how it'll fit in like with the rest of the game. I did enjoy it. I thought it was a cool kind of different project for Yumatsu to kind of dig his teeth into because he's so used to composing orchestration for symphony orchestra and that sort of thing, which obviously we love and we've heard um, over, you know, the multiple years of Final Fantasy uh, games that are out there that he composed for. Um, and I like this. It's something new. Mm-hmm. I liked the lyrics. I liked the fact that it did have a vocal part. I did appreciate that. Um, it kind of reminds me of the Turks theme, just with like the new version of the Turks theme with the um, the guitars and everything kind of overlaid, you know, and very kind of dreamlike sounding like behind the vocals. Um, so yeah, that was that was basically my takeaway from from. Uh, the song i thought that it fit with the trailer really well because the beginning of the trailer the first half of the trailer we got a lot of story based things and then the second part of the trailer we got more of the you know the gameplay and the action and that's when we heard uh new versions basically of the orchestration of the original final fantasy 7 um battle theme and that sort of stuff uh, that amped up the energy a little bit more from the first half of the trailer um, so I thought it was really effective in, in that way. Yeah, trailer construction was uh, really well made, I think. It also f- fit extremely well with uh, the Promise flashback with Cloud and Tifa as children mm-hmm. at the beginning with the guitar and when the uh, the harmonica um, chimed in, it, right. it immediately changed to Genova and uh, Cloud's conflict, so to speak, mm-hmm. and I really liked that. Yeah, I actually like the harmonica part best about the song, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same. 
So we did, like Viz just mentioned, we did get our first look at uh, Kid Tifa and Kid Cloud uh, during that famous promise scene of them sitting at the water tower. Um, Tifa looks pretty much identical to her original model. Um, Cloud's outfit was a little switched up where he's wearing like a white shirt. Um, what do you guys think about that that first scene? I thought it interesting that Cloud wears this outfit where uh, which he wears even further in the past when uh, they piece mm-hmm. his memory back together. That's when he wore blue tra- blue trousers and the okay. white shirt. Mm-hmm. And in the promise scene, he originally wore a I think green trousers and a black or dark gray shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they switched this this up, and I don't know why, but I <laughs> I kind of like it, and I. What I also find interesting is that he wears a black undershirt that just peeks out a little bit on all seams, which mm-hmm. is exactly the, uh, the the style that Tifa is wearing right now, like the uh, the black sports bra underneath her white tank top. So, might there might be a connection there? Hmm. Yeah, you might be right. Actually, uh, I I'll, I'm just gonna set this up because. Uh, when I saw this trailer, I got I got like a notification, and I was I was at work, um, <laughs> so I took like a break and I locked myself up uh, so that no one could see me or hear me, mm-hmm. because I I had like this feeling that this uh, this trailer would be super emotional for me. Mm-hmm. I just I just had that feeling, you know, uh, so I locked myself up and started watching, and this uh, first scene uh, pops up. And I was like, "Oh, I'm God! Oh my God! I'm I'm gonna cry!" It's it's like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the like every time I see parts of uh, from the game in trailers and stuff, I'm always like, "This is what I imagined that the game really looked like when I played yeah. it back in '98." So yeah, seeing all those scenes come to life uh, with uh, current gen technology, it's like mind blowing every mm-hmm. time I see something new from this game. Agreed, yeah. I felt the same way. I was also at work, and then I did check out the podcast Discord and obviously the Cosmo Canada Observatory Discord, which was just like blowing up with people who were just so um, excited, I guess, about the uh, the trailer. And I couldn't watch it because I was at work, so I too had to kind of run away and find a spot away from everybody just to kind of watch <laughs> it as well, like alone, you know. And I yeah. did have the same emotional reaction as well. Like I'm watching just the first scene and just you know it's exactly how i pictured it basically inside of my mind when i played it um you know so many years ago so um it was very emotional for me as well yeah same here but not exactly at the beginning also i was uh at work eating lunch when i uh got a notification or uh, knew that it was a thing and then i had to sit through work get home and then of course, because I have a YouTube channel, I needed to record my reaction, so I had to hold off watching it. Although I first didn't really know if I should watch it or not, because I tried to keep away from spoilers, especially with all the leaks. Mm-hmm. So I was in avoiding spoilers mindset. But then I thought, nah, I need to, to provide my, uh, my honest take, my reaction and the analysis for all the people that watch my videos. So I I did that, recorded my reaction, then tried to record the rough analysis, but I had to take uh, take a few minutes to compose myself because I wasn't able to speak. 
yeah. because I <laughs> then everything, all the emotions uh, were bottled up during those three and a half minutes watching it. Mm-hmm. Then I couldn't speak, so I had to take a few minutes off before uh, keeping recording the uh, the analysis. It was yeah, it's a really good trailer. Yeah, I saw that video of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. And I just I saw you just get choked up, and I'm like. Me too, man. Me too. Yeah. Like I just, I felt it like inside of my soul. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> but the real, the real choke up you didn't see. I cut that out, but I, t- I put text yes. on on it. So yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was really well, uh, well done. Yeah, thank you. Hmm. All right. So the next scene we got after that, we did get a closer look at Genova, um, where the party. It looks like they're inside of the Shinra headquarters. Um, where they're confronting Sephiroth, who appears to be standing in front of the Genova. So what do you think, Viz, about this scene? Where are they? Um, my current idea is that this is uh, a whole new chamber within uh, Shinra HQ, possibly okay. somewhere further down because it looks huge. Mm-hmm. And in the original, it was just a dome, a small dome next to the uh, test tube uh, Red was in. Yes. Yeah. So they completely rearranged everything, it seems. So it's hard to say where exactly, but definitely not above the 60th floor because it doesn't seem to be enough room to hold her. To hold mm-hmm. her. So somewhere underground seems to be almost the best bet. Right. And yeah, I'm still not sure if the others also see Sephiroth or not. Okay. If it's, if it's really him that's there, at least uh, the the Genova version of him. I have to yeah, think about this some more when actually writing the strip, script for the analysis. But I have a few ideas, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure which, with which I'll go. Yeah, people online were kind of saying, like I was just reading, you know, through the Final Fantasy VII remake blogs and the subreddit and everything, and people were kind of confused because he doesn't appear there uh during the original game right so people were like uh you know they switched it up and you know um i'm okay with that i'm just interested to see where it's gonna go basically yeah same yeah i i'm i'm kind of confused is this supposed to be like before or after the fight with uh, rufus Mm -hmm. uh definitely before because uh, when we fight rufus genova is already out and there she's still contained, headless in this uh, tube. So oh, it has to be right, before. Yeah. And I think it was just today I was thinking about this. For, at first I thought, yeah, he's an illusion. The others don't see him, but they see Genova and they see, also see Cloud uh, freaking out again. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, well, he, he destroys the bridge and clashes yeah. with Cloud. But then again, exactly. could, could this be that uh, this is still from Cloud's perspective and somehow he thinks Sephiroth is there and destroys the thing himself right. for the others? It's, uh, yeah, everything is possible by now, I think. Also, Hojo could have uh, released parts of Genova that transformed him into Sephiroth to taunt Cloud and, and uh, get the reunion going because mm-hmm. he does say something like that afterwards. So it's hard to say which is it. All right, so we got to look at the whole host of classic characters like the Shinra Company's uh, insane Professor Hojo. We got Scarlet. We got Palmer, who uh, apparently swapped his love for lard uh, for butter, it seems. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
We also got to see uh, Red 13 or Nanaki reveal looking incredible. Um, also, the voice work I thought was amazing for, um, for Nanaki. Definitely, yes. Yes. Great choice. I just want to say that I love how they added the Shinra soldier, like acting as a footstool for Scarlet. And then he lets out a grunt because she's so like a diva. She like moves her legs and she's so mean. Like she's so mean. I love her already. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's, she's depicted great. Just uh, perfect. Like Palmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just going to make it so much more impactful. Like, you know, later on, she like slaps Tifa or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just, when you Can't get to punch it, it's just going to be like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, get her to her knees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's also interesting is that in the German and the uh, Japanese version, they still say Lord and not butter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting that I didn't. I don't know why the English translation or localization changed for butter. Maybe that's what they meant for it to say in the original, but the translation was wrong or something. Because in North America, I mean, like we do, like here we use butter for, we don't use lard. I mean, you can still buy lard for things, but people have more of an association, I think, with butter. Mm, so maybe I they see. were like, hmm, let's say butter instead because it's still... Yeah, more people can relate, maybe. Something that's, you know, like oily and really fatty. <laughs> We're just going to put that in there. <laughs> Tea or whatever. Uh, yeah. All right, so we got a good look at the Honey Bee Inn segment as well. It looks like a new character uh, was revealed. What do you think about this guy? Like, who is this guy? I'm pretty sure it's a new guy and probably the owner of the Honeybee Inn. Or maybe oh, just okay. the, uh, the, the main guy of the dancing group. Because it oh, now seems okay. to be more, like, more of a cabaret and not a uh, just some <laughs> yeah, <laughs> red light thing. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, 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 it does. It looks more like cabaret, like you said. Um, yeah. So then we, we see Cloud kind of, he, he's kind of like being taken away, put in a chair, and then I guess the dancer, it looks like the male dancers are doing his makeup, actually, because I went back, I thought it was the guy, but their sleeves have white shirts, mm, which I think the backup dancer, dancers, yeah, yeah um, does his makeup, and then they kind of dance, and then he leans in and calls him perfect, basically, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. I thought, I thought it was really well done. I thought it was yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, you know, Perfection. just, yeah. <laughs> I, I really appreciated the changes, I guess, that they made for this segment, um, but still gets across, I guess, the same kind of message that they were aiming for. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised they they showed this in the trailer, actually, because it's like this uh, very special part of the game. Uh, mm -hmm, yep. And I was like super surprised that they even showed this off, actually. Yeah, me too, yeah. I think some of this was leaked like before. So maybe that was their way of being like, whatever, we'll just put it in. You know Probably. what I mean? Like Square yeah. Enix. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I'm still not sure if, if we should take into account the leaks when we talk about the, um, the trailer because it was, it's own, it was only a month in between. Not sure if this, this is not enough time to change up a trailer because I think this has been planned 
way ahead. Right. Don't just pl plan and um, release or uh, construct a trailer within okay. just a week, I think. I'm not entirely sure, but um, I'm still not sure how much of this is response or how much of this is just a coincidence that ma many parts of the trailer were leaked in uh, the demo or contained within the demo. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, we finally got to see what Cloud looks like dressed up with his beautiful dress. <laughs> uh, I thought he looked awesome. Yep. And also we got a look at the Wall Market Rescue Mission. Um, it, for me, it was one of the game's most memorable scenes when I played, you know, through the game. Um, and I was, I, I was concerned with how they were going to be able to portray this um, in the remake and if they were going to kind of back down from the campiness of it and this, you know, because it was a little bit strange um back then the the whole battery thing yeah yeah I thought, I thought it was good so i thought it was tasteful Definitely, is, is cloud yeah. using like a hookshot in the trailer i can't really tell it looks like something like yep. that it, for like yep. a brief second he does yeah but that's something we get, we get to later i guess <laughs> yeah um so Tifa and Aerith looked beautiful in their dresses. I thought that they were really faithful to the original as well. They had a few changes, but overall they're pretty accurate, I think, yeah. Yeah. And it looks like we'll be able to control Aerith during the rescue mission segment because she's kind of, we got a glimpse of, it was one of the shots where she's just kind of standing stationary mm -hmm. and you can see Cloud moving, but it looks like we're going to be able to control her. Definitely, yes. So Wall Market looks amazing. We also got a view of Don Corneo's mansion. Inside, outside, and everything, yeah. yeah. And Don Corneo himself. A bit mm -hmm. more than this uh, two or three second clip of him in a TGS trailer. And he mm -hmm. looks creepy and greasy as ever. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I agreed. Um, we got another look at Roche. Uh, looks like the intro to what might be a battle what do you think, Viz? Yeah, there will be. They all already have uh, an encounter on, on the motorcycles, as we've seen in uh, TGS trailer. But here he's asking for a second dance and only with Cloud. So just man-to-man -man without the others and without the motorcycles. And I, I, I really look forward to that. All right, like we said before, we did get a Nanaki reveal, which everybody was anticipating. Um... I was super excited about this. I think that he looks even better than he looked in Advent Children. That's my opinion. Same, and his yeah. voiceover work is a lot better as well. This is the part where I like, like exploded. <laughs> when, I, <laughs> when I saw him and when I heard his voice, I was like, man, this is so good. The perfect voice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They nailed him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's just a shame that we only get to experience him for a few hours and then the game is done, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But at least the second game has him from the beginning. All the way through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, in the original game, I usually like have him on my party, like every, every playthrough. Same. Oh, nice, yeah. I don't quite remember. It has been a while since I played it last. So we got a scene where I guess Hojo seems to be watching Cloud from all of his screens in his lab, maybe. Um, he says that he's very pleased with his experiment, basically speaking about Cloud. Mm -hmm. um, and then we got a look at the Heli Gunner boss fight. So it looks like 
um, the party's outside running up a broken platform. And this is what we were, uh, Robin, you had commented about grappling guns. So it looks like yeah. they, they have grappling guns and we're going to be basically ascending upwards. Yes. So this part is um, most likely be before they uh, reach the Shindra HQ when they're climbing up the, the golden shiny wire of hope in the original. Right. So instead of um, climbing up there, like just between the sectors, now it, it looks like they're climbing up uh, the, the remains of sector, sector 7. So they go up, fight a little, then we see the, the outlook from the end of the TGS trailer. Mm -hmm. And then we already see this uh, short broken pathway up top where we then um, flee from the heligunner. That's how I, I interpreted this uh, scene, the, uh, the events. Okay. And yeah, Cloud wants to use the grappling hook, but uh, Heligunner uh, cuts him off and the battle ensues. So right after that, we did get a clip of Leviathan summon. Mm -hmm. And this is switched up quite a bit from the original. So people, because you don't get Leviathan summon this early in the game, I guess, when in the original, so people were confused and uh, kind of upset. So, Viz, what do you think is happening in this scene? I'm not so sure if we still... Um, if the summons are still completely out, outside of the lore, because the original, they just were there. We got them at arbitrary points, and mm -hmm. that was it. They were just glorified uh, spells, so to speak. And I really hope they are integrated into the lore some more. There was lore mm -hmm. in the original, but they cut it out, unfortunately. Right. So they could uh, put it back in. And since we get Leviathan when um, defeating Godo in the Pagoda with Yuffie, right. this Leviathan is kind of intrinsically tied to Wutai. Mm -hmm. And the president already mentioned Wutai in the uh, E3 trailer. Mm hmm and Barrett also mentions Wu-Tai in this very yes, scene, so... Um, he does. The, the, the connection might still be there between Levi Leviathan and Wu-Tai, and people have theorized, I think Nanaki, the real Nanaki on Twitter, mentioned this, that his th theory is that um, Shinra uh, stole the mat materia from Wu-Tai, along with all the other materia, because that's, that's why Yuffie is on her quest to retrieve the materia. Oh, okay. That Leviathan was among the, the materia and the biggest one. And yeah, Cloud and Co. and company got them back. And this could be also a plot point for Yuffie or a character point for Yuffie in the second part, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Mm -hmm, it does, yeah. We did get a scene inside of Shinra. I think it was inside of Shinra headquarters, but it was a close-up of uh, Shinra kind of synthesizing uh, materia. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, that's them. Like you said, that's the, that's the materia for Leviathan as well as maybe some other summons that are inside of that tank. And they're trying to harness the power maybe. And then they break in and they like take them, like you said, or... Um... I'm still not 100% sure. I thought that those were summon materia as well at first, but they, they they're talking about uh, cooling the materia down because it reached maximum density or something like that oh, okay so i i'm thinking that they're creating materia and while 
in the creation process it heats up and becomes mm -hmm. red and then they use frost material to cool it down. Also mm -hmm. interesting, they only, re, um, they only say cooling it down in the English version, but in the German version they actually say using frost material to cool the material down. So it's oh. kind of something lost in translation in the English one. I, I don't like mm. that. <laughs> Yeah, and we also didn't see, like, the summon bar, you know, that we've seen in the TGS trailer, um, the purple, like, summon bar, maybe because it had already been depleted and this was, like, the final attack that Leviathan makes. Most likely, yeah. Yeah, like, somebody said, oh, well, I could see an HP bar, and I was like, I, I don't see an HP bar anywhere on that clip um, for Leviathan. Like, there's no bar there. He's just doing an attack and then... That's all we see. Then it goes to really fast to another scene. So, but you do see this, yeah, the red uh, materia, um, summon materia is in the bottom right hand corner, equipped yeah, on cloud. I think exactly. Yeah, it is on cloud. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This also this is also true for Chocobo and Moogle summon. Okay. Also, cloud um, summoned it, and we see the uh, small red materia dot on this UI. Mm hmm. And in previous footage, especially with Ifrit, we also see that um, when uh, I think this, it was when they showed off the apps fight. Yeah. And we only see this, uh, I think it's called Tsunami, uh, Leviathan's attack. You only, only see the finishing attack. So I'm pretty sure before that, Leviathan was probably just floating around the place and shooting uh, water spurts at Heligan or something, something like that. Oh, okay. So I think this, the, uh, the gameplay is the same for all summons, because it's what we've seen so far. But Le Leviathan, just see two, don't see enough to actually confirm it, but I'm pretty sure it's still the same. Yeah, it feels like summons will be like a bigger part in the remake than it than it was in the original because I you know when I play the original I rarely used any summons at all I, I never use them really so but when I when I watch the trailers for the remake I'm like okay I'm gonna need to use summons I I get that feeling you know mm -hmm. that's that's for sure I also uh, like that we can we can control them a little bit or at least tell them do this attack or do that attack mm -hmm. yeah yeah, in the original, sometimes they'd just be lying around in the environment, you know, and then you'd pick it up and be like, oh. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there was no lore behind it, really. No. So I use them a lot, but... The only place, or two places, I no, three, that could kind of connect them to the story a little bit is uh, Priscilla g gives us uh, a pendant or a materia that's, uh, that turns out to be Shiva. Mm -hmm. um, when we defeat the red dragon in the Temple of the Ancients, we get the Bahamut materia. So this mm -hmm. kind of connects a little, and also the Leviathan materia from uh, Godo. But the rest is really random, especially Ramu in the waiting room for Jogo races. Come on, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> That's random, you know? Definitely, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So the next clip that was in the trailer was a Shinra uh, headquarters rescue mission. They showed off the vent crawling, I guess the, the bathroom vent crawling. Um, also the indication that they're all on different floors, which confirms the party will be splitting up on certain occasions, depending on, I guess, the story. Um, like when we saw Tifa climbing above Shinra Tower, 
she was kind of like it was the was it the Tokyo Game Show trailer where she was kind of like going across above like on the roof the the rails I guess on the roof. Well, it's not really a roof. It's just uh, a little bit higher up in uh, in the room where they show off the trucks. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that that part is is part of this overall mission, and she's that's what she's doing where she is, maybe, and then. Well, my interpretation of this scene is, if you look closely in the UI, you can see uh, on who is on which floor. So mm -hmm. Tifa's three floors up, and Barrett's is two floors down. And in the original, when you take the stairs, they also run up at different speeds. Mm -hmm. So Tifa is always first, and Barrett is behind. And she also calls him a <laughs> calls him a slow person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In in, in the original, because he's uh, not keeping up. So I think that's that this is what they wanted to to convey convey like uh, to be to keep faithful to the original with that. Mm -hmm. But now you actually see who uh, where they are and not just uh, kind of guess or uh, see them mm -hmm. when you see them. I like which that. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, same. And we got Chocomog, uh summon stampede ability. Um, like was said previously, we got Cloud using uh, Mithril Saber, Barrett using Atomic Scissors, which confirms uh, melee attacks uh, for Barrett. I'm so glad. Mm -hmm. And also we got a new weapon. It kind of looks like Barrett's ultimate weapon missing score. In my opinion, I look closely at the picture of the of missing score, but also maybe the assault gun. It's changed a little bit from missing score, but like you don't get missing score until later in the original but who knows i mean they're switching this thing up a lot from the original so yeah i'm pretty sure it's it's a new gun because you see two linked slots and one single slot mm -hmm. on on it and this is kind of the same tier as the mithril saber which also has two linked slots and a single one okay um but in this trailer, the Mithril Saber has four slots, two single ones at opposite sides. So uh, okay. maybe it's already upgraded or it really has four slots from the beginning. I'm not sure. Uh, but the original game had Mithril Saber with uh, three slots. And there's also Tifa with new gloves, also three slots. Okay. But I, can't, I couldn't see if uh, one is linked, probably. It's, one of them is probably linked. We got a sword dance fight i guess with Aerith and nanaki it looks like nanaki's attacking but it could in my opinion but it could be like a fire attack that that Aerith is kind of throwing at it but it goes really really fast you can see you can see him kind of jumping in the air and then he lands beside her like really really quickly so yeah i, th I think it's both nanaki probably attacks him and then comes down after the attack okay. when Aerith hits him with the with fire and right at the shot before we see barrett and cloud running out of um of some of a pipe and jump out and then the sword dance just comes out behind them okay. so this those two connect those two two scenes yeah probably we got the motorcycle chase scene again um looks like red's in the back barrett's on the right um in the BA-37 type motorcycle, which is right next to Cloud. Uh, Tifa's driving. Aerith is in the passenger seat, um, like the original. 
Yeah, or at least that's what we assume. We don't see him, but it only makes sense. Because Barrett and Red are sitting on the pickup truck itself. Mm -hmm. I wonder if 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 if, we, if they will keep it true with the original and have the the mis the misspelling because uh, it was like a misspelling on the car in the original game, wasn't it? Uh, I don't in that cutscene, uh, I think the uh, the green car had like a, a misspelling on it. I need to check that up because I think I think that's how it was actually. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't either. I don't. The original does uh, didn't have a um, a sign on the back number sign. No, no. Plate. It doesn't, didn't have so. one. No. It was like a logo on the side, I believe. Oh, that's what you mean. Okay, that could be. Uh... Yeah. So it looks like we got a Genova boss battle. Really creepy. I think it looks awesome. Also, the work put into the battle environment, like in the backgrounds, looks amazing. Just to create that, you know what I mean? That atmosphere of just being dark and creepy and overgrown with uh, random organic matter <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like an alien kind of yeah you know yeah it looks looks like a like from the the alien movies uh kind yeah. of feeling yeah definitely yeah it's really creepy also the the, the skull masks she has on like that the was creepy yeah was so creepy <laughs> creepy eyes <laughs> oh. man yeah if, if you pause at the right frame it's really creepy <laughs> Yeah, it was just like you said, it was like you would have to, it was just a little flash. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you would miss it if you didn't like just slow it down, I guess, and mm. just pause it. People were freaking out because this battle doesn't happen, right? In the in the original. It's no, like it doesn't happen. It's neat. Yeah, so I think they probably like moved the 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 Genova battle that'll take place on the boat. Uh I think they moved that one to Midgar. Either that or, which I think is more likely, just a new battle. And I'm pretty sure we also yeah, battle be. her on the boat because taking that away would completely change the whole boat scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, they could have added this one just because, I mean, you know, with the changes to the story, I got not the story, but like, you know what I mean? They're extending the stories and fleshing everything out. Then they probably added it in. So it just made more sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess we need a Genova battle in at least at least once in each game. So that's yeah, probably, probably the thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I have a question for you too. Where okay. do you think this battle takes place? Oh my god. <laughs> mm, I I have like uh I thought that I I think it's like the the top the president's um where where the, where, uh, the president Shinra is like the top floor. Mm -hmm. Good hmm. guess. That's interesting. Yeah, that's just just that's just what I, what came to mind when I when I when I watched the trailer for like the a hundred hundredth time <laughs> or something. Yeah. I don't know. I I think it's. It, I don't know. I don't know. I it looks like it's underground to me. Yeah, it seems that way. But if you look closely, when uh, Sephiroth appears in this purple haze and then disappears. We are in the president's office. That that much is clear because we do see oh. the, the red carpet and the the desk in the background. That's for one. Second, I first thought ah those two are not connected. So because they usually do um, those weird trailer cuts, which right. suggest something different. But then I noticed 
Red and Aerith are there practically in the same position and Tifa is almost on the ground, like, like crouching on all fours, when Sephiroth disappears and in the next uh, shot she gets up from, from below. So those two are connected. So my guess is complete illusion. The, at least the surroundings. Oh. Ah, cool. Yeah. What's also interesting, um, I didn't notice it but didn't quite catch it. But uh, Chip Noir messaged me and uh, told me that those uh, green um, cube thingies or like square prisms in the back are kind of reminiscent of uh, the battle environment where we battled Genoa Synthesis in the original game. Like the, the, the floor was also made up only of uh, oh, those okay. square pillars. Mm -hmm. Green ones, mm. and we can see those in the in the uh, background, and even in this, the black on the black floor, we see squares all over the place. So I'm pretty sure this is a, an illusion, kind of uh, meshed with uh, her hive, so to speak, in the northern crater or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's just my current theory. <laughs> Little sneak peek I've... in my uh, analysis video. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say I'm like I have to go back and rewatch it now. Yeah, like yeah, I have it, to. <laughs> you really yeah, need me too. Yeah, <laughs> so many things that I I guess I missed. Like, the, it, to be honest with you though, the cuts are so fast that oh, yeah. it's it's so you know it it's really easy to miss. I guess those details because when I was watching that, I wasn't looking at the floor. You know, <laughs> like I was looking at I guess what's going on like in front of me. I did see the kind of the alien growth i guess yeah. pillars with these things like in the background but i'll i'm gonna watch it again actually when we're done recording yeah me too yeah you should. <laughs> the good thing is when i watch trailers for a third fourth time or something like that i have them downloaded load them into premiere pro and then step mm -hmm. through it uh, frame by frame and i can go uh, back and forth uh whichever how many frames i want and it's really easy to catch many things you usually don't catch even with a 0.25 speed on youtube mm -hmm. oh cool so, so makes, now you're giving away your easier. secrets yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it, i did mention it in the before i started the rough analysis in my trailer reaction video so mm -hmm. all right guys so what were your overall thoughts on the trailer i'm gonna start so i thought that it was really well done I love that it gave us more of story elements, I guess, at the beginning, even though the cuts were so fast and we're not sure which scenes relate to one another because they did, they've been doing a really good job of giving us a look at things, but not consecutive to give too much away, I guess, about the mm -hmm. story and yeah. what, you know, everything. I thought the voice acting was really good. I'm super pleased with it. Um, I loved that we got an Anaki reveal, which what I was waiting for, for a while now. Not just you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone. Yeah, when, just when we thought that we, 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 we weren't going, not that we weren't going to get more, but we didn't really need to see any more to get any more hyped about this game. You know, they did this and now it's like, oh my gosh, I was so excited to just play this yeah. game. Hype <laughs> level is over 9,000. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So what do you think, Robin? Uh, you know, this since since 2015, when when this was like announced, uh, it still feels unreal. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I said, every time I see something new, uh, I just I get so emotional. Uh, and when I saw this trailer, this was like I almost had a heart attack. It's <laughs> it's like the whole the whole package uh, of the, of this uh, uh, this remake. It it just looks so amazing. And uh, you know, I just want to go to bed and wake up on <laughs> April. <laughs> Even though I have like two kids to take care of uh, and stuff, you know, I just want to want to put myself in like a like a frozen chamber or something. Yes. And, like, <laughs> oh it's april now cool i can play the game um but um yeah so so you know i i can only like sum it up like that it's mm-hmm. it's impossible to to describe the feelings i had towards this trailer it was just mind-blowing in so many ways mm-hmm. agreed what do you think viz yeah i said at first i was a little bit apprehensive about watching everything because i knew from uh, before i watched it that they revealed so much, like Sephiroth, mm-hmm. Red, and whatever. Um, so I was thinking, ah, do I want to? But no, I had to because I need to analyze things. So I watched it and was blown away. So mm-hmm. it almost made up for spoiling practically everything. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think they have so much more in store. So for example, we haven't seen Elmira yet. We haven't seen Ifalna mm-hmm. yet. We haven't seen uh, Child Aerith yet. Uh, mm-hmm. There are probably a few other things uh, I missed. And I'm pretty sure we also didn't see so many new content they haven't shown us yet. So there's still so much to, to explore and, and to uh, be excited about, I think. Mm-hmm. But the trailer itself, it was really well done. As, as we've all said in the beginning, it had two parts. First one was the theme song, second part was more the, the battle and gameplay part with an orchestrated version of Those Who Fight further, mm-hmm. which I really like. And yeah, the, the cuts were also really w- well made and fit the music very well. Yeah, I have a friend that they've kind of fallen off of Final Fantasy, um, I guess because, you know, when Ten came out, they had voice acting. So and and the theme of Ten, they didn't really like it. Um, yeah. they haven't really been following the Seven remake at all. So I just I showed them the video and uh, we kind of been talking about it because you know where I do the podcast and everything, and that was his favorite game growing up, Seven and everything. But he is super excited actually. From like I only showed him this trailer basically, and uh, he was just like, "Wow!" Like <laughs> f- for them to stay so. I guess, um, close to the original, but also, you know, push it forward and, and flesh it out more and just seeing that, um, you know, he's super, um, motivated to kind of get back into the series. So I think that's great, especially too, for Square Enix, for other people that kind of feel the same, where maybe they took a break from playing Final Fantasy games, um, over the past years. So I think what they're doing is really effective. You know, for I, I think for, so too, yeah. For old fans and new fans, and also people that just aren't even, you know, haven't played any Final Fantasy games, so yeah. And I, I think that Square Enix is well aware uh, about, you know, they cannot screw this up. This, this is it, it's so much that depends on this game for the future mm-hmm. of of the company. So uh, they need to satisfy 
uh, as much people as possible, uh, old mm-hmm. fans and new fans, basically. And what really helps is that many people on, on the, working on the project are really fans of the original, have played it and loved it. And this, this passion, you, you feel it, that uh, most people working on it really have a passion for this pro- project. And everything you hear about that uh, behind the scenes is uh, promising, I think. And the attention to details also, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So many details. Which is good for my business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Analyzing everything. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be chatting about our favorite Final Fantasy VII minigames, how they may be reimagined in the remake, and also uh, some news about the game. All that and more after this. All right, everybody, welcome back to our episode of a Final Fantasy VII Remake podcast. I'm your host, Kairosis, and once again, we have my amazing co-host, Viz, joining us today, and Robin. So we are moving on to our second segment. We're talking about Final Fantasy VII uh, minigames. So a member of our Discord server, uh, Doc Dogger, um, wrote a question asking us what our favorite Final Fantasy VII minigames were and which ones we think will be in the remake and how they might be uh, reimagined. So uh, I went through and just kind of made a, a short list just as a recap of minigames. So we've got Chocobo Breeding, we've got Chocobo Racing, Squat Minigame, Super Dunk, we had G-Bike or Motorcycle Chase, uh, Fort Condor, Snowboarding, Submarine Hunt, Gold Saucer, there's a bunch, so so uh, many minigames. So my favorites were definitely the chocobo racing and the snowboarding uh, minigames. I did like the G-Bike minigame as well, but I have to be honest with you, I didn't actually play every single one at the Gold Saucer because I, I, at the time, like I was using this text guide thing that I, that my friend had lent me. So I just used, I just basically did the ones that resulted in the most reward, the best rewards. Um, and I lost the Fort Condor um, minigame over and over again. Um, so I actually found that one pretty annoying. But um, what about you, Viz? Um, I think the, my favorite one is a G-Bike because I played this over and over to maximize my GP. Uh, at at right. first, I tried a little bit with the Super Dunk, but the timing is uh, sometimes really, really uh, aggravating. And so I. Mm-hmm. I went back and just played the G-Bike over and over again. I think mostly over 20,000 points, which uh, <laughs> oh yields 10 GP or 20, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But it was, was pretty fun. I, I got really good at it. Um, I also really liked the squats minigame. I don't really know. It's just, just the campiness of it, I think. It's, and also, <laughs> I like rhythm games, and this is a rhythm game, so to speak. So, yeah. It's, yes. I'm really looking forward to the, the uh, remake version. We've already yeah. seen this at uh, Tokyo Game Show. And now it right. seems to be a little bit, uh, yeah, a little bit harder, maybe. Or maybe not really harder, but you see uh, which buttons you need to press and the, right. uh, the timing. Then the buttons go away. You have to remember them. 
and the timing keeps uh, increasing or uh, keeps mm -hmm. getting slow, uh, faster and faster. And Tifa's pull-ups are there, which is new, which have a different order of the buttons, and I'm pretty sure Barrett also has a separate one, maybe bench press. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And the music is awesome during that, the rem remake music. Mm -hmm. Really makes you pumped. And Chocobo Breeding, Chocobo Racing, I liked it kind of, but it also turned out to be a really a chore and took mm -hmm. so much time. I also used the uh, reload trick, so when you didn't get the right outcome, it just reload and hope it's then uh, you get the, the black or green Chocobo, because just doing everything over and over again is, uh, nah, it's not worth my time. But racing was okay. When you uh, press down the uh, the shoulder buttons mm -hmm. and select to to increase your stamina, then it was good. <laughs> so I think the balancing in uh, in that was kind of off. I hope it's mm -hmm. much better in the remake. Fort Condor, I re didn't really have a problem with that. I usually um, made it work, but it also takes quite a while, even on the fastest speed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure the, that the remake will completely overthrow the whole balancing and how it's really uh, working. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, snowboarding. Hmm. Love-hate relationship. <laughs> 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 I really like it if it works. But when you start just bumping into everything and mm -hmm. uh, they don't quite get to the, the curves and uh, yet... Yeah, it can get really annoying. But I'm also looking forward to playing it in the remake. I'm pretty sure they, they're doing a, a good job of, with it. If uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is any indication, because that uh, sliding down the snow hill minigame was pretty cool. I must yeah. say. Yeah. But the submarine hunt, that could, could uh, get an overhaul. That mm -hmm. one was so clunky. Extremely clunky. But yeah, oh, uh, you've also listed Tifa's piano, and I hope this uh, returns. Mm -hmm. I liked playing on that. Uh, being from the, the cold parts of uh, Sweden, I I really enjoyed the snowboard minigame. Uh, being uh, an amateur snowboard rider myself, uh, but uh, I I really did enjoy the whole chocobo breeding uh, thing. It it. Uh, it 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 uh, involves a lot of different elements and the reward you get from finally breeding a golden chocobo is like totally worth it in my meaning um, and the other mini mini games don't really reward you uh, as much as the uh, the golden chocobo uh, chase mm -hmm. really yeah. um, but and i mean the submarine game is yeah, as you as you guys said, it's it's a bit clunky and and uh, definitely needs a rehaul um, because you you can beat that mini game in like or when when it's a part of the game when you're chasing the huge materia, uh, you can like win that battle in like seven seconds if you just full gas ahead and just shoot torpedoes and seven seconds is all you need basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, I was about to say that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so you, that that definitely needs. Uh, like a complete remake uh, and also the Fort Condor game uh, I really liked that one uh, I think it was 
I think it was pretty fun to play that. Yeah, it was. It just was too slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. it was slow, and I just, I don't know. I just, I failed at it uh, uh, many times, so. <laughs> <laughs> it might have just been me being a kid and not, like, understanding what to do. I don't know. Uh, the, the, there is a good strategy. You just, you know, the, the, the one thing that pushes these huge uh, boulders down. You mm-hmm. should just like put them on top and then have like the small soldiers just okay. occupy the lower parts of, of the map and then it's a victory. Oh, okay. Well, where were you back then? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was here in, in the cold Sweden riding exactly. a snowboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. At the dawn of internet and everything yeah, that way. <laughs> yeah. I miss those days. <laughs> Yeah, and what I'm wondering is what happens with uh, some smaller mini games like the dolphin jumping, the CPR mini game with Priscilla, or even um, the item grabbing when you fall down uh, the train tracks when going oh, to yeah. Cor- Corel. Mm. Yeah, it's, I remember it's that. It's not really a mini game, but you fall down sometimes when you don't hit uh, jump, yeah. the jump button right away, mm-hmm. and then you can uh, like push left or right and keep pressing X, and then there is, I think three lanes if you don't do don't do nothing you uh, fall down in the middle yeah if you go left you fall down to the left and i think each each of the falling points have items on different uh, places so mm-hmm. if you want to get all of them you just have to know which which way to go and i kind of like those those little mini games that just come out of nowhere yeah and surprise mm-hmm. you that's i really like that but I'm not sure if, about the CPR if uh, if they can if they manage to do this right um, when it doesn't look weird. I don't know. And dolphin jumping, maybe jumping through hoops. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, it's, could work, I guess. But just to go to get up there, I don't think it will be a mini game. Maybe it's a mini game bit before or after later. But when Going up, up there. Right now, I can't see to make it work, because in the original, just could don't couldn't do anything, or you don't have to do anything. Just press X twice, and you're up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I I felt that scene was like out of place, even in the original game. It just felt so weird being yeah. taking help from like a dolphin. I was like, what, what's going on? I was like so confused. <laughs> it, feels so, it felt so strange, really. Yeah, and the others just got up there by other means. Why didn't we yeah. get up there too, like normal people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Maybe Priscilla just wants to um, wants to see, see us uh, jump up there just for the for the for the laughs or something i don't know and in the end <laughs> cloud didn't really need to do that and he realizes too late and oh the girl got me damn <laughs> maybe i don't know i can see some of these being replaced maybe with quick time events like you know how modern games have like quick time events Mm-hmm, yeah. in the be, remake yeah. anyway because some of these i think that that was their idea going into maybe just the creation of the original seven you know it was like their version of quick time events that happened now because they didn't have the technology so some of these things might they might be you know the story related ones maybe um instead of technically being like their own mini games um so talking about 
you know, the remake and uh, and the minigame. So which ones do you think, Viz, will be added to the remake? Like, do you think they're all going to be in there? Um, uh, I think most. They they talk about that uh, minigames will be there, but some will be taken out and there will be new ones or something like that. I mm-hmm. vaguely remember. But I think most of them, especially the memorable ones, will stay for sure. Mm-hmm. But as I said, the CPR and the dolphin jumping, they were there, but those can just be woven into the story and not yes. the minigames at all. So that's why I think those might not make it. Maybe just optional minigames, as I said, with the, the dolphin jumping through hoops, it could be fun. But just as, as pastime, as fun pastime. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. I think that the the minor ones might see. We'll see them just being part of this, like the story where it's like a quick time event or something like that. And then if you do it properly, you might get a reward from doing it, um, mm-hmm. like experience or you know an item drop or like you might get materia or something like that. Um, and then, like you said, the more popular ones, they might actually uh, build upon those, like we've already seen with the. The, uh, the squat minigame um, or improve them mm. so that they're brought into the modern age, I guess, of gaming and just updated so that they're less frustrating and the mechanics work better. Yeah. And the G-Bike also got got the huge upgrade. According to the trailers and stuff, we know that mm-hmm. there is a boost mechanic. I've also also seen a ramp somewhere in the background, so ramps are a thing. And enemies can throw grenades, so they re- they're really going all in with those games, mini games. I think. Yeah, I, I think the whole G bike thing will be a huge part in the remake, and I think that mm-hmm. there might be like an arcade somewhere in Midgar when you can go and you know uh, do uh, you can ride the G bike in an arcade or something like that because they put so much focus into. The motorbikes in every trailer you see a motorbike so mm-hmm. uh, and and that that goes uh, when i'm thinking about the the g-bike game on what's like a, s- a cell phone game or something smartphone game yep mm-hmm. uh, and i think that uh, that inspired them to to expand the the whole bike thing in the remake actually probably yeah i also think that uh the g-bike will occur a few times during the story, like traveling up the plate or down. Like this this new avalanche side mission. I've already made a whole analysis video on that. Mm-hmm. It's probably the first time we can actually play this. And the motorcycles they use are called Motonox Gust. So it's, it's um, kind of a lesser model. I'm pretty sure we get better models and the Hardy, Hardy Daytona will then be the ultimate model. That's my guess. So I think we'll be able to to travel up and down down uh, between slums and the plates. Okay. Maybe even willy nilly if we if we can uh, run around, or maybe there are racing tracks somewhere in the slums. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure we'll not just race uh, up there once and then escape from Midgar and that's it, because that would be a waste of resources. Yeah, exactly. It would be really cool if they kept the old versions, like you said, and they put them in the remake, like the original mini games. Yeah. But you go to like a arcade 
and then they're yeah. there and you can play them there or something like that, the originals, and mm-hmm. still get um, rewards for playing them. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Definitely. Like in, uh, in Uncharted 4. Spoilers for those who haven't played Uncharted, <laughs> Uncharted 4. <laughs> Um, they they have I think it's it's twice it's uh, in chapter four and in the epilogue where you're able yeah. to play the original Crash Bandicoot, uh-huh. and it's really well woven into the the story. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I love that scene, man. Yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> it's so wholesome. <laughs> yeah, I love Nathan Drake as as a yeah. VG game character. You know, mm-hmm. such an awesome yeah. guy. He is, yeah. Yeah, so if you haven't played Uncharted 4 yet, like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Go and buy a PlayStation Pro and play that thing. <laughs> it's worth it. Definitely, it is yeah. so worth it. Yeah, it's really good. And also grab the Nathan Drake collection if you're, when you're at it, which yeah. has uh, the first three games in it. Is that free this month? No, I think it was free uh, with PlayStation Plus. I think it was free last month, I think, for January. Could be, I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, so moving on to our next segment, we're talking about any news or any new details that were released, I guess, um, talking about the Final Fantasy VII remake. So Square Enix did release an article featuring uh, some comments from the composers that are featured in the game. All right, so it looks like we got some an outlook basically from the three composers. We got some interesting information from uh, Nobuo Umatsu about his experience composing for the original Final Fantasy VII way back in uh, 1997. So obviously being um, you know, asked to come back again. Did he compose for the remake? I forget. Um, Nobuo Umatsu uh composed the uh the hollow soundtrack for sure the rest not sure we don't know yeah exactly may i I, my guess is that he's taking on a supervisory role and supervises masashi hamauzu and uh yeah mitsuto suzuki pretty sure and yeah those are the main yeah and those are the main arrangers and probably also composers of new tracks one new track we have already heard in the uh, E3 and Symphonic Reunion and the State of Play trailer. There was this, this new track, which I didn't like uh, like at first because it sounded like a generic trailer um, music, trailer soundtrack. But it's probably one that, uh, that's composed entirely by one of the new guys. Oh, new guys, new to mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII at least. And there's also a more uh, demure version of it. I think it's the the background uh, music of the theme, the FF7 remake theme on PS4. But I don't think we have heard any new music so far. All the other tracks were uh, rearrangements of existing ones. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure Nobuo Umatsu isn't really on the composer side, uh, except the hollow theme song, but the rest is... It's probably just making sure that the other guys don't, don't mess mess up his mm-hmm. positions. <laughs> I'm just happy to see him back in health, really. Definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, something interesting that I got from the article was that he basically states that he sat alone in his room every day working, you know, tirelessly on on the music for the original Final Fantasy VII, but he didn't have... Like, he didn't listen to anybody's opinions or ask anybody's opinions about <laughs> what he was making. 
<laughs> and then he just went with what he did basically alone in his room. And that was what became the soundtrack for the game. So I thought that was pretty That's incredible. Pretty interesting, yeah. Uh, it's an it's it's an amazing soundtrack till this day, you know. It is, yeah, I love it. All right, so from the official Final Fantasy VII remake Twitter, we did get a new uh, artwork of the party on the Fallen Bridge after escaping from Shinra headquarters. Um, there is a comparison image of the original with the new artwork. Um, I couldn't find it online, but I did see it. It was on Facebook. Um, it looks like the the colors for um, the sunset colors were very consistent. And they moved the characters closer to the edge before they were kind of dispersed more evenly. Like there was some in the back and some in the front kind of thing. But um, yeah, I think this picture is beautiful. I downloaded it and it's currently my background on my computer. Yeah, same. Same here. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have almost 500 images uh, that rotate. So it's yeah. just one of almost 500, <laughs> but it's in there. And what I believe is that this specific shot is not like a screenshot from the game, but maybe uh, a special composition for this, this specific uh, screenshot, I'm mm -hmm. assuming. That's, when you play the game, it won't be exactly this shot, I'm guessing. Right. Could be, but I don't know. It looks kind of staged to me. Yeah, I don't think this is a screenshot. Is it a screenshot or is it artwork? Artwork, I believe. Uh, it's it's, it's, it's pre-rendered, I think. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. a pre-rendered key art. Yes. I zoomed in really close and it looks like that. It looks, yeah, it doesn't look like a screenshot from in-game like render. No. Tifa looks a bit pasted in, I believe. She looks like she's been, she doesn't... I don't know if it's anything to do with the lightning or something. Just looks a bit weird to me. Or am I being too too skeptical? I don't think she's pasted in, but as I said, when when the character's character placement is staged, then it kind of doesn't have the natural feel to it. No. So that's probably why. And also, I don't know who mentioned it, mentioned it, but it seemed like Tifa's face or something has changed a little. Yeah. But Barrett also looks kind of, sort of different, Aerith too. So that's why I think it's just a, a render from their um, pre-rendered models, or maybe even new models, or painted over, or I have no idea. Is but this it, the first screenshot we get to see Barrett without his glasses? The first screenshot, but not the first image. Uh, when, yeah. they, when they were escaping the... Uh, uh, the f the falling plate. The tower, yeah. Yeah, he also doesn't have the glasses uh, then, the sunglasses. Yeah. So maybe they uh, broke during the fight against Reno or something? I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. But Red 13 looks awesome here. Mm -hmm. Bright red with a flaming tail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they also posted that it was Aerith's birthday as well. So yes. we got a little promo picture for Aerith. So that was pretty awesome. I didn't know. I didn't know her birthday. Did you know her birthday before? I didn't. I don't oh. remember the birthdays. <laughs> yeah, same. No. Yeah, no, I don't know that stuff. I probably knew it somewhere back in, in the back of my head somewhere. But, you know, nah, not really. 
only says that on the wiki and on in the manual and stuff. And mm -hmm. if I don't read that and uh, keep reading it over and over again, I I forget. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should uh, should um, add reminders in my phone <laughs> or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Then when Cloud's birthday comes up, then I can at least tweet about it. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right, guys. So, uh, what are you guys playing right now? I'm playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. So I bit the bullet and I got it. It's really good. Nice. I'm still working my way through Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I'm just I'm at this place where I can't figure out this puzzle right now, and also it bugged out. So like, I just got trapped in one area where I fell through a wall basically, and then oh, I could. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like where you're it's like where you're um I forget anyway you 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 uh it's like the the water is there's electrical current going through the water and I couldn't figure out how to shut it off basically oh, I know like where to get you the are. Yeah. So then I went over to the little generator thing and I like force froze it and I stood in the little crack that's there because I thought I had to go through there somehow but then it like it unfreezes and starts turning again and yeah, then it yeah. turned and it pushed me into the wall and I got trapped and I was like, Aww. I was just like, you know, I'm just, I'm done. Like I just need to take break. So yeah, that's, that's fine. <laughs> and then just playing Dota 2 and I play Overwatch as well. But honestly, with the state of everything that's happening with Blizzard right now, I did uninstall it. So I don't know if I'll go back to Overwatch. Oh yeah. <laughs> Blizzard. How far you have fallen. <laughs> yeah, RIP Blizzard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I oh, did man. buy Reforge too, and I got a refund for it because it was just not. Oh, you got a refund? Oh, that's good. I've heard I did, that, yeah. uh, that Blizzard refused to pay refunds. At yeah. first, at least. Yeah, they changed their mind. But you know yeah. what, Blizzard? If you're listening and you want to remake games, you should basically follow Square Enix. <laughs> yep, definitely. Yep. And just flesh it out and not just do an HD like texture pack. And don't replace the old one, please. <laughs> Imagine if Square <laughs> Enix just was like, you know what? We're getting rid of 7 OG. Like you just can't get it anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the PT, the, te the teaser for Silent Hills. You can't get it anymore yeah. either. Yeah. Yeah. People would lose their minds. Yeah. And sell PS4s on eBay for a thousand bucks with PS uh, with FF7 on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And what are you playing, Viz? Uh, I finally managed to finish Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order last week when I took a break for, uh, from uh, CCO business because I mm -hmm. really needed to shut down for a week. Mm -hmm. But it got cut short by three days because the trailer dropped. So okay. Yeah. Well, fine. <laughs> I'll get back into it. But I managed to finish Jedi Fallen Order first, so that's good. And I'm still in the first episode of Life is Strange 2. I haven't been able to uh, continue it for like two or three weeks. I do plan to, to play Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind DLC, but uh, I haven't downloaded it yet. And today I didn't have time either. So who knows when I'll be able to play it. But yeah. I have too little time to play games anyway. I also wanted to start Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, but... Mm -hmm. Oh, time, where have you gone? I know, right? <laughs> I just started that one, so... Yeah, yeah I'm, the, I'm the same way. Just trying to find the time to do everything. It's really mm -hmm. hard. 
And what about you, Robin? What are you playing right now? Um, I review games for my podcast, so I tend to get them a few weeks in advance. Uh, oh. But I've been busy this like last few weeks with life and sick mm-hmm. kids and stuff so i'm i'm mm-hmm. like catching up on stuff right now because uh, i've had dragon ball uh, kakaro laying around for the, for a long time mm-hmm. and i've recently started to to play that and uh, it's awesome uh, i'm we didn't really have dragon ball here mm-hmm. in sweden not on tv or anything uh, but we get we did get the the manga books and that was like in like uh, the year of 2000 or something oh wow uh, okay so so um i i'm i haven't really seen the show at all uh so i'm playing the game instead um, nice <laughs> yeah and uh, i've also just uh, recently finished uh, luigi's mansion 3 with my son that was awesome <laughs> uh, and i'm also uh playing tetris 99 on the switch uh, oh. to to calm down after a hard day's work. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice, yeah. Yeah, it's it's so addicting, that, that game, you know? <laughs> I've heard, and yeah. I, I was so mad the other night because I finished, like, in fourth place or something, and I was like, man, why couldn't I win this one game? Oh, man. <laughs> I feel ya. Yeah, that's how I got with Overwatch, where I come home and then I'm like ready to relax and I jump in and play games, but then my team would be really bad. And I'm good, but I'm not like, you know, crazy. I usually main support or whatever, but just like I would suggest, you know, like, hey guys, maybe you should counter their picks, like choose counter picks. And I'm like explaining, trying to help people. (laughs) They just get (laughs) mad. They just like rage in chat and all chat and then, or in voice chat, sorry. And then, yeah, they would all report me. And then I just get banned for like. (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) Really? Oh yeah, dude. The community is really bad. Just for, just honestly for suggesting like, and they're like, your support, shut up, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, Uh, okay. Anyway, so. You get banned for suggesting? What? Okay. Well, if they all report me together, like, okay, yeah, then pretty much they don't investigate. They just do like an auto ban, basically. Uh, that sucks. Yeah, it's sad. I I tend to stay away from online gaming mm-hmm. uh, where you have the option of uh, you know speaking to others and texting <laughs> others because the I, I in my opinion the whole like online community in certain type of games are just so toxic and it would you know it it would fill me up with negative energy and I don't really need that in my life so uh, yeah that's that's the point that I'm at <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I've heard from a lot of people that they just mute the others and just play online yeah, yeah that's a lot that's a better way of doing it yeah I, definitely I that's Less what i toxic. do when i play dota 2 i just like mute everybody and just play mm. yeah yeah all right so i just want to go ahead and remind everybody that we are giving away a deluxe physical edition of the final fantasy 7 remake to one lucky listener so what you have to do is you have to subscribe to the podcast leave us a five-star rating and write us a text review on any of the podcast mediums that you use And hopefully the draw will happen during our episode of the week of April the 6th before the game comes out on the 10th. And then I'll put it in the mail for you guys. Some people also were stating that they can't leave a review on Spotify. 
and there is a few other podcast platforms. So if you want to go ahead to our YouTube channel as well, we do have a YouTube channel. You can write a uh, subscribe and write a um, comment on one of our videos there. All right, so if you guys have any questions or any ideas for what we can cover in our next episodes, you can write them in. You can join our Discord and write them in our suggested topics or questions channels as well. So where can we be reached? You can reach us at thereunionpodcast at gmail.com. That's thereunionpodcast at gmail.com. We do have a Twitter. It's at reunion underscore podcast. We have a Facebook as well. It's uh, also at reunion uh, podcast. Like I said earlier, we do have a YouTube channel. It's the reunion podcast. So once we start posting some special video content, it'll be on our uh, YouTube channel as well. And I just want to go ahead and let everybody know that there is a Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, launch party that's happening from uh, KupoCon that's happening in Toronto. So I'm actually in Canada. So I'll be heading to Toronto um, for February the 29th, which is a Saturday there to celebrate the launch of the game. So what happened was, just so you guys know, so basically this was booked uh, way in advance and this was booked before the the game got delayed. So the organizers of KuboCon, they couldn't actually um, reschedule everything and people had like booked their flights and everything to Toronto. So they just said, you know what, we're just going to go ahead with the celebrations. Um, so I'll be headed there. So if you guys are listening and you'll be there, I'll be there um, for the podcast. So I'll be handing out stickers and t-shirts. And if you want to um, have your chance to basically be featured on the podcast, just come up and have a chat and I'll go ahead and record our conversation so I can um, put that on the podcast. I think that would be awesome. Definitely looking forward to that. <laughs> All right, Robin. So do you want to go ahead and drop your social media for everybody so they can check you out? Yeah, sure. If there are any Swedish listeners out there, you can check out Par i Pixlar. It's on all podcast apps and sites and, you know, it's it's, it's everywhere. Uh, however, if you do not speak Swedish, uh, there are... I have done a few interviews in English uh, with uh, some voice actors from like Shenmue 3 and uh, Metal Gear Solid. And uh, you can look them up on YouTube if you are interested. Um, so it's just uh, uh, search on YouTube for par i pixlar, pair in pixlar or something in English. I don't know how to, <laughs> to pronounce it. Um, but uh, there are some cool interviews I've done that uh, I've done and posted there. So you can check them out. Perfect. So I'm going to go ahead and I will link your social media, uh, Robin, in the description for this episode. Cool. And you, people can just click on the links and check your stuff out there. And also, I do put a link to our Discord channel as well. So all you have to do is click that link. It'll take you to our Discord server and um, you can just join uh, that way. Yeah. And I, and I, I will also uh, talk about this experience in, in the next episode of my podcast. You know, uh, even though it's in Swedish, uh, I, I want to like, uh, like uh, link to you guys and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. Thank you. Means a lot. So on behalf of myself and Viz, I just want to say a huge thank you to you, Robin, for taking the time out of your super busy schedule to join us today on the podcast. We really appreciate everything that, you know, you're doing with your podcast and uh, for the gaming community uh, in Sweden and beyond. So I just want to say a huge shout out to you and uh, wish you all the success in the world. Thank you so much. And really, the pleasure was all mine. Uh, you guys have been awesome 
uh, putting up this podcast and I'm a true fan as I said from the first episode and hey we're almost there it's almost April you guys mm-hmm. we, we we the wait is almost over I can't wait I mean either I'm I'm shaking <laughs> <laughs> All right guys thank you so much for tuning in and uh, all the best Stay safe and take care All right Bye Bye guys